They're big, they're scary, and their legs are pretty hairy. It's eight-legged freaks. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. What'd you think? Uh, listen, I love you, but Eric's just got the magic touch when it comes to introducing the show. Oh, I agree. I agree. But Eric's not here right now, okay? No. Booted him off the podcast. We voted him off. Majority vote. I have 51% stake. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, oh yeah. Welcome to AVM Plus, the bargain basement, the monster podcasting airwaves. Joining me, as you've already heard. CC. It's me, CC. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm here. Watched a movie. I'm ready to talk about some spiders. Oh, you're bringing an unusual amount of pep to the podcast. It's I'm a little sorry. unsatisfactory. I think I think that honestly, it comes from the fact that I haven't been sleeping well lately, and so it's like I get to a certain point of the day, and it's just like yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Constipation will do that to you. Oh my gosh! Just kidding. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so glad you could join me. It's, yeah, it was fun. I'll see you later. <laughs> so, yeah. So, as you can see, Eric's not here today. It's because I had a hardware issue that deleted a couple episodes. And so, Cece has kindly offered to step in while Eric has other issues to attend to. And, you know, Cece's, Cece's got another podcast. So, she, she'll bring her A-game every time. Every time, man. I got I got to bring my A-game. For all of these wonderful listeners. Oh yeah, for all of them. We did. She's doing it for you all, yeah. not for me, begging and pleading. But Cece, yeah. Today we're a little off schedule because, like I said, I died. the other episode just didn't come through. So we, oh, you and me, we sat. We tried to decide what's a movie you wouldn't mind watching either again or for the first time. Try not pick something too scary. But also maybe something you just wouldn't be interested in. Mm-hmm. And somehow we settled on Eight Legged Freaks, which before starting you described as, I love that movie. Yes. Which shocked me to my core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have vivid memories of my family going to Hancock Home Videos in Lexington, Kentucky on Southland Drive. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the home video store. But we went there and my dad rented the movie and brought it home and I watched it and I just loved it. And I don't know why because watching it again I'm like oh, I can't all right. believe. Say it. Say it. We're not there yet. <laughs> Go ahead say it. Go well, ahead say it. <laughs> no, I just like there were parts of this movie that made me feel viscerally uncomfortable yeah. that I don't remember feeling oh. back when I was a wee lass of 13 years old. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Well, it sounds like we should just go and get into it. You've already, you're already bringing bringing the hotness of the uh, of the the content. Oh, okay. Why are you making that? I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So I guess we'll go and get to our introduction. A film that may be considered a cult favorite by many, 2002's Eight Legged Freaks is an over the top mishmash of horror and comedy. It's not dissimilar to a few films that Eric and I have watched, CC, but. What I have to ask you, 
Is the film able to effectively manage its tone? Or like these spiders, does it lack any interior bones? I like how you, uh, how you clarified that interior bones. Yeah, because they have technically have exoskeletons. They're not bone. You know what? It's a complicated using of the English language. CC, just answer the question. Okay, okay. <laughs> Perhaps this movie does effectively manage its tone, but then also maybe it doesn't. Because this is a thing, Alex. When I watch movies, I don't like internalize things like you and Eric do. Cause you guys like watch movies like nerds, and you're like, oh, this has oh, so much meaning. And I'm just like, oh, this is a fun movie. Or, oh, I don't like this. See, see, this is Eight-Legged Freaks. There's no internalizing. <laughs> yes, it was It was quite ridiculous. Honestly, I think that it does kind of effectively manage its tone because it is just ridiculous from the beginning to the very end, mm. uh, which I think is what it was there to do, just be absolutely absurd. And the characters are consistent the entire time. Mm. Like, uh, they're very f- flat and kind of boring, but... <laughs> They're that the entire time. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> they do r- ridiculous things over and over and over again, where I'm yeah. just like, who would do that? But then at the same time, I have to step back and think to myself, I've never been in a situation where I had like an eight-foot spider right. next to me, chasing me, the, opening the- <laughs> up the ground to try and eat me. So maybe they did do the right thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> As, as for me, Cece, I can't say for certain whether I think it effectively managed its tone, but I think this one certainly has bones. Oh, wow. And I think the film is very earnest in what it's wanting to do. Like, it's unapologetic. It's not uh, doing this, like, hokey commentary that we see in a lot of movies now. I, I appreciate that the film just commits to its goofy vibe the entire way through and i feel i feel like it never fails to commit but i do think it takes time to become accustomed to the tone of the film like it's got these quirky spiders that are kind of like minions (laughs) at times (laughs) proto minions they sound like minions sometimes yeah they do they do and i like that but i have to say Overall, CC, I think the film was actually quite a flashback for me. And I used to love this movie, kind of like you were saying. And while I still appreciate the film overall, I can't say I love it quite like I used to. Which is a little disappointing, but it's not the first time this has happened on the podcast either. Was the film what you remembered it being? You've kind of mentioned this already. Because before we watched, you were talking about how much you loved it. What, What are you feeling now? Uh, I think it's very over the top, obviously, which is kind of what I remembered. Like, that was one of the things I remembered mm-hmm. at the top of my brain before we watched it. Like, this is going... I went into it knowing this is going to be ridiculous. I don't think that I remember it being that ridiculous. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you can kind of, like, suspend your belief a little bit easier. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it. It kept my attention the entire time. I didn't feel like I wanted to look at my phone at any point. Well, that's good. Yeah, which I think is always, you know, a really great thing because <laughs> we watched a movie a couple of days ago and I couldn't stay awake. So it, it kept me up. Um, I don't know. Like, I obviously didn't like it as much as I used to, but it was still fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I, I, I'm right there with you. I do think that the film 
Uh, what I think is interesting about the film and I kind of appreciate is that it has no qualms about killing its animals. You know, cat people are upset first, then the dog people, and then before both of them, the parrot people. The, uh, the emu people. The ostrich people. The human people. No one cares about the humans, but all the other animals. It's hard. It's a hard life. Yeah, shout out to my homies. All my feathered and furry friends, you know? You know, I, like really morbidly, whenever I see an animal in a film. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead and tell the listeners. Every time I see an animal in a film, I always get really sad because I think that that animal is probably dead now. Dead now. I knew it. <laughs> and I had that feeling a lot during this movie. Although the parrot may be gone. I wonder if that parrot's still alive. Yeah, that, that parrot has a good chance. Yeah, that parrot has a good chance. but like, Actually, you know, he died in the movie, so he doesn't have a good chance. Hey, don't talk about the parrot like that. He got jumped on by a spider. He and it was one people. of the... It was one of the smaller spiders, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely wouldn't have stood a chance later on. That parrot did. So, (laughs) maybe you should look up his IMDb page. Um, (laughs) 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 But, yeah, one of the things about the film, though, that I really did like is is the goofy elements of it. And it's really the personality that's given to each of the species of spider. I liked it in the first ten minutes of the movie. We really set up like what each of these spiders' specialty is, yeah. So that we can really enjoy it on a massive scale. I think it's really cool, and it's it it really sets up like that you completely understand what's happening with all of them. I like that the jumping spiders have their own personality and that they're really kooky and weird. I like that the scary trapdoor spiders, like you never really see them that much, but they're like they kill a ton of people. They do. Um, I really like that each species is different in its own way and somehow orb weavers are made to be the scariest of them all which is kind of funny when you think about orb weavers and you're like orb weavers are so beautiful in real life that like i've never felt threatened by an orb weaver the problem is they get too big too scary when they get too big no they're awesome like crawl on your face but that's why they get so big in the movie Remember when that guy sucked on a pipe and the spiders came out? That was upsetting. That was one of those moments that made me feel <laughs> viscerally unwell. <laughs> I did not like that one bit. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's gross. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was funny that the orb weavers were the scariest of them all. But I guess you know, like I said, they do get pretty big in real life, and so to see them that big, pretty well, scary, especially when you're getting presented as a present to it. I know that you mentioned like the tarantula. The tarantula yeah. was just kind of, like, big and stupid. Yeah, he was just big and stupid. He's kind of goofy, like he falls over the trailer and stuff when he's on top of it. I, I, it kind of reminded me of a big dog. Oh, Just, yeah. like, the dog of the... Yeah, he wasn't that scary, because I don't think the tarantula somehow kills anyone the entire time. Uh, no, I mean, it, it could have killed somebody if somebody got... Uh, mortally wounded inside that trailer. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there weren't, there weren't many tarantulas just in general. Yeah, a little disappointing, a little disappointing. But overall, though, I do think the, the spider moments do pretty well for the film. And what I was really impressed, actually, about by the spiders was the CGI. It was really good. Remarkably good for 2002 and better than still a lot of stuff that we see now. In some ways. Yeah. The only stuff that looked bad was when they got killed and the goo came out of them. That was the only thing that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Some of the daytime sequences sometimes would be a little iffy. But overall, I can give, I could forgive some, like like you said, some of those goofier elements. It was 2002. Like, for me, 
that looked excellent for 2002. I agree. I agree. And I still, I think people would be satisfied with it even today if it came out overall. Um, but yeah, I think the spider mo- moments work pretty well because of a, the CG that actually looks pretty good. And they're really, the, the spiders are just so quirky and the quirkier, the better in the case of the spiders, like the physical comedy with them always hit pretty well for me. Like when the, the little spider crawls out of the fire and it just, and it just falls collapses. flat and makes that sound. Or when it one zip lines and makes weird excited noises while it's zip lining. Yeah, it, had, it was having a time of its life. Yeah, you know, when I'm seeing these spiders have fun, I'm having fun. Except for when they're eating people, not, they're not, they don't seem as fun when they're doing they that. They ate a lot of people. That's one thing that I did not remember about this film was how many people died. Like, yeah. people are just trying to run away from these things and they're like popping out of the ground mm-hmm. and just grabbing everybody and yeah. putting their little webs on them and spitting the nasty stuff on them. Oh, but yeah. I I was surprised at how many casualties there were in this film. Ooh, yeah, mass casualties. Well, I did. This is off subject, but also kind of related to the little spider personalities. Okay. I texted our dear friend and 13th floor <laughs> podcast uh, co-host, James, um, and I asked him, James... If spiders could talk, like if they were big enough to audibly make sounds, what do you think they'd sound like? Guess what he said? Minions. No, he said, <laughs> he said, and I quote, rustling sounds. Rustling sounds. Yes, and he said it was their, it would be their little petty plaps. Let me see. Like that? Their little, petty plaps. I, I, I hope the, the mic can pick that up. Oh, that's boring. I wanted to sound like a minion. It's rustling. Eight-legged freaks is more my speed, I guess, than reality. Um, Yeah, but Cece. Yeah. Did you like the comedy and and or and the characters here? I I I know characters are your jam, so I'm sure you have more thoughts on them. I know that you were thought they were flat. I'm a very character-oriented person. Yeah. Um, I thought the comedy was there mostly because of the spiders. The people were not quite as funny just because they were so flat. Uh, um, but yeah. they were there, you know? They were there. They were there. They existed. They got through it the best they could. Um, I think that it's a combination, and it might just be it might just be that the characters were not well written. The acting did not help any of the characters because mm. it was all very kind of hokey, um, but in a fun kind of, you know, 2002 way. Yeah. I suppose uh, there were some jokes that I think would probably be considered pretty insensitive <laughs> oh. by a lot of people these days. So if you are sensitive to certain jokes, you might not want to watch this film. But <laughs> I, like, I, I thought that the characters were decent considering, like what you know, the actors had to work with a certain script. No, and they did the best they could with it. You're and, really selling this movie. <laughs> Listen, one thing that I totally forgot was that Scarlett Johansson was in this movie. Yeah, she is. I was. I forgot too. Yeah, I was like, that's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And she's such a good actress. And so I think that for me, it really, it wasn't the characters that were bad. It was the, the script. Oh. Yeah. Because I'm like, she would, she would be doing. Do you think it's like intentional B-movie acting? I think it could be. I think it could be, but then it's like David Arquette's in this movie also. Yeah. And I feel like he's like, I'm sorry if you're a David Arquette fan. I feel like he's just not a very strong Oh wow actor. Someone has never seen Dewey. <laughs> What's Dewey? Dewey in the Scream movies. One of the best characters. I haven't seen the Scream movies oh. because I get scared too easily. 
Anyway, we should watch those sometime. Don't, Not really. Don't you probably, judge me. You probably shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. I get scared when you leave the front door unlocked. <laughs> like. <laughs> true. True. Yeah, I I think I'm with you there. I, I've given out a lot of praise for the film, I feel like, so far. But uh, even, uh, even though I said that I feel like the film didn't pull back on its wackiness, I do think that there's an element of the first half here. That is kind of like the Meg in some ways. I, I, I and you watched the Meg with me. I did recently, where I, I felt it. like the first half of the movie tonally was different than the second half. Yes. This is not quite that, but I do feel like it takes a while to get the. At least it took a while to get me onto the goofy vibe. At first, I was just kind of off put by a lot of it. I was like, eh, it's like not that funny. I'm not really that interested and then we had that little spider come out of the fire and i giggled and then i was all on board but i do think the film has a problem with like onboarding you onto its vibe and if if you if you don't find the comedy funny in this you're not gonna like it this is not gonna be a movie for you because it's that way the whole way through yes and I think that's what you're saying. Consistency. It's very consistent. It's very consistent. Yeah so I think I think that might be the biggest hurdle for anyone watching is just connecting with this weird, absurd B-movie comedy that's, it's purposeful, but you just don't know what to expect, really, I think, out of a giant spider movie where um, tons of people are dying, and then there's comedy as well. Yeah. Well, I think at the very beginning, I, even though I'd seen this, and I used to love it back in the day, Mm I... Watched it, and you know, at the very beginning, when all the spiders break out of their cages mm-hmm. and they're going all over the place, yeah. those that that really like made me feel ick. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch this because I didn't expect to feel upset seeing all of those spiders go mm-hmm. all over the place, and then they get big, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. So I don't know. I Interesting. Think. So you you, are, you didn't have problems once they were big. It's yeah. just when they're small. Well, yeah, it's just when they're small, and it's like, okay, these are spiders that are like legit sizes. Like oh. I could see these in real life. Okay. Um, yeah, but when they got big, it's like, okay, these are just goofy. They're making little minion noises, <laughs> and they're uh, just crawling around and yeah. hopping all over the place. They sure are. Yeah, they're trying to break into cop cars. <laughs> they're eating ostriches out of a field. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I said emus earlier. You're right, though. They were ostrich. ostrich it was an ostrich farm. Mm. Get your birds right. Thanks for saving me on that one. You're welcome. All right. Well, Cece, eh? just so you know, we've got a little MVM Plus we're going to be doing after this. Oh, are we? And we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the things we've been watching lately and maybe a couple of movies we might have some fondness for that we're worried about going back to. And if, oh. You know? I like we've had a lot of time to watch things lately, which is very unusual for us. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do when you let your daughter stay up later than normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're gonna be talking maybe a little bit of jury duty, a little Ted Lasso, mm. and then we're really gonna mostly talk about I think some movies we're worried about going back to because maybe it's not as good as we remember. Ooh. Yeah, things are. Uh, Threatened by nostalgia. Ooh, so sounds like fun. But, Cece, yeah? 
Oh yeah, and you can find all that on on. You can tell I don't do this normally. You can find all that on uh, Patreon at MVM Pod. Uh, MVM underscore pod. Yeah, MVM underscore pod. Don't quote me. I don't oh do this. Oh my goodness. This I, is not my. This listen, is not my gig. Yeah, I appreciate that. Seth. So you can find that over at patreon.com where you can get uh, week one week early access and one extra episode of NVM Plus a week. Wow. And we're like way over 150 episodes over there, so come check it out sometime. That's quite the accomplishment. I'm proud of you. Thank you for clapping for me, yeah, wife. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, let's get to our awards. Cece, yeah. who do you have for your compelling character? Oh! my compelling character this was an easy one for me because this character just like holds um a special place in my heart and that is harlan the town conspiracy theorist who has his own radio show and like talks about aliens and just all the conspiracy theories right yeah he's just unapologetically living his life in his airstream trailer which i'm very jealous of it's a beautiful trailer and i was very upset when the tarantula flipped it over but Mm -hmm. I feel like we all have a Harlan, like a real-life Harlan in our lives. Yeah. I know who mine is. <laughs> um, and so, I liked Harlan. All right. Mine? Yeah, who's yours? It's going to shock you. Who is it? Joshua. Joshua? Who's Joshua? Joshua's the guy that owns the spiders. Jo- oh, Joshua. See, he died so early. Yeah, I wanted to know his story. Because he was, like, super creepy at first. He was and really then, creepy. Are you well, kidding he me? He is at first. But then when he starts showing the spiders to the kid, he like, becomes, like, a very normal person. And all of his dialogue is very normal. I'm like, oh, you're not as creepy as I thought you were at first. And No, he was he was creepy the entire time. <laughs> I don't understand why that little kid's mom was like, do not go to that spider shack. Because that man is creepy. He put his hands over that kid's mouth. At the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Probably that was, not. That was upsetting. Probably not a great look. That was another moment where I was viscerally upset. Yeah. Probably not a great look from Joshua. And then when he got eaten and all of his innards sucked out by the spiders, I was like, ugh, his little corpse is nasty. Yeah. Yeah, we should hold his corpse against him. You should sure. be ashamed for picking him as the most compelling character. Oh, no, definitely not. He's got an interesting background. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about your most memorable line award? Okay. Um, mine was probably the... <laughs> <laughs> the little spider noises. Okay. Yeah. I like those little spider noises. They were... You know, there's a voice actor that had to make that noise, which I appreciate. Mm. So, shout out to all the voice actors out there. Fun fact, did you know that was Patricia Arquette, David Arquette's <laughs> sister? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, my line goes to Harlan, where they're getting sprayed with that perfume by the little kid. And he says, great, if we die, we die smelling nice. That See, that was another great moment of comedy in the in the movie. Yeah. When the spider's right in front of him, and he just sprays it oh, with yeah. the spritz it, of yeah, perfume. Or, those, or we were corners them. That's was, really funny. That was a good comedic <laughs> moment. It's really funny, and it's a nice payoff. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, this perfume is ridiculous. And then he uses it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about your Can't Believe That Acting Award? This is a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. TBH, because I feel like all of the acting was pretty bad. Oof. But I would have to probably give it to... I have no idea how to pronounce her last name. Oh, give it your best shot. Carrie Maher. Yeah, nailed it. First try. His <laughs> mama sheriff, Samantha Parker. So I felt like she was the most believable in the way that she interacted with her kids, 
when she was trying to protect and wrangle everyone in town. Like, she seemed like she was, like, you know, she got it. She's mm-hmm. like, this is ridiculous. And even in dealing with David Arquette's ridiculous character, Chris, because oh, yeah. he came into town, he's all, like, like mysterious and just like, oh, he's giving her so those, hard. He's giving her those fake flowers. Yeah, yeah yes, that, that, was, that was another part that upset me. He goes, I picked these flowers for you. And it is clearly a fake plastic bouquet of flowers. That art department should be ashamed. But... He, you know, he came in and, like, if I were her, I'd be like, this this guy's ridiculous. Listen. listen. She did good. Let's just admit he's a dreamboat, okay? He's a dreamboat. Sure. All right. Mike can't believe that acting award goes to Dougie Doug as Harlan. What a lovable little character. He was a good character. He's fun. He's eccentric. He's he's, uh, very loud when he needs to be, but he provides some good comedy. He's a nice little foil to David Arquette. I appreciate those two together. Yeah, they they were a good little pair. I appreciate him, because again, like I said earlier, I feel like we all have a Harlan somewhere in our lives, and he did good. Now, Cece. Yeah? I know this movie was filled with them. What was your... Oh, that's a good shout award. This one I had to really think about because I was not thinking about shots at all when we were watching the movie. But the one that came back in my memory when I was thinking was when they're in, well, when they're in the mall. Is it Prosperity Mall? Yeah, I think so. They're in Prosperity Mall and everybody's kind of gone into the caves. Mm -hmm. But then there's that one old man, the barber who is in the sports store all alone and there's a spider in the tent and the tent starts trailing behind him. Yeah. Right before he gets killed, sadly. That scene is so strange. Like, they is. leave him behind just to kill him off later. I, yeah, That's such I such a weird sequence. I didn't get it, to be honest. I was like, why isn't he with the group? But I appreciated just that visual of the tent moving. Yeah, the commando spider. It was scary. Yeah, it was great. Um, mine, yeah. mine goes to the... Uh, it's a really beautiful shot of the guy on the motorcycle... <clears throat> on the dirt bike where he kicks the spider away. He did. Yeah, that was uh, a beautiful moment in cinema history. Alex liked it so much, dear listener, that he paused and rewinded the shot for me to see again. Because it's incredible. Yeah, look at this, look at this. And then he rewound it and I watched it twice. It was incredible. I knew you were going to pick that. Rarely do you see cinematography like that. CC, what is your unique award? My unique award is the most shameful animal death. Oh. And I am going to say, because there were lots of poor animals that lost their lives here. I'm going to say the parrot. Because that poor parrot did not deserve that. It is just a precious parrot living its life, and then it gets taken out by a spider. And it just upset me, because that parrot could speak. It could talk. True. Technically, all the animals were talking to each other. (sighs) Whatever. I I was upset with the parrot at the very beginning. I also didn't like the cat. I thought he was going to get away. The ostriches weren't quite as jarring for me because ostriches apparently have really good meat. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I hear. So, I've never eaten ostrich, but at least they're like actual game animals sometimes, Mm, you know? Yeah, sure. Unlike a bird and a cat. We can make cats game animals. Alex, you you stop it. All right. Um, as for my unique award, and my favorite spider award. What did you like? I, I've already mentioned him twice, so it should be obvious. I like my fire spider. 
The one that collapses? Yeah, the one that collapses and makes that little sound. He's adorable. That was a good spider. I thought for a second you meant like spider type, not just like a specific spider. No, one specific spider. He's a special spider. Fire spider. Fire spider. All right, Cece. That brings us to our final thoughts and tiered rating. Now, you don't have to do a tiered rating, but you do got to give it... Actually, no. You do have to do a tiered rating. What is a tiered rating? You see, you pick Gabra tier, which is the worst. Gamera tier or Godzilla tier. That was from lowest to best. How about you go first so I can think about it for a second? All right. So, Eight-Legged Freaks is a bit of a mixed bag for me. I really enjoyed some of the moments of comedy here, and I thought overall it was very fun. I was never looking at my watch. I was never really bored, but... I can't say that I liked it as much as I used to, which is a little disappointing. Um, and sometimes the problem with revisiting some of the old movies that you <laughs> that you loved, whereas Reign of Fire held up uh, more than expected, this was just not quite as funny as I remembered it being. That being said, it does have some really good bit, bits of comedy here. I think the characters are fun, if hollow. Um... But overall, I'm gonna give this like a mid. I'm gonna give this probably like a low to mid Gamera tier. It's definitely not a Gabra tier. I would recommend people watch this movie that are looking for, you know, a, that are looking for a specific horror comedy vibe. I guess uh, it's it's solid. It's solid. I just you know, part of me wishes it was as good as I remembered. I think that I agree with you 100%. This is a, a fun movie if you can suspend your disbelief which you have to be able to do in order to enjoy this film it was i don't know if it's what i was expecting just because i couldn't remember it quite Mm. as well yeah uh but it was i mean i would i would watch it probably again in 10 years revisit it but i would give it a gamma here yes <laughs> yes that's the middle one that's why i asked you to do it first so yeah. i could hear what you were gonna say uh, so were, I you just gonna, were you just gonna copy me yeah when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the tier yeah <laughs> okay all right so <laughs> you feel pretty confident about your camera tier uh, yeah i mean gabra gabra um, means uh, it's a pretty bad movie low to mid camera oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But I would I would recommend that people watch it if you want something that is absolutely ridiculous and you don't really have to think about it too much. Because yeah. but here's my question for you, Alex. What do you think the meaning or meaning of the film was? What was it trying to teach us? Mm, it was all about um, consumerism. Why not? It takes place in a mall. It's kind of like Dawn of the Dead at some point. I don't know. I think it's just a goofy, dumb fun. It is. What about you? Fun. What's your deep meaning, Cece? Oh, there's so many deep meanings, baby. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Be nice to your environment. Oh. oh. No toxic waste in the lake, man. Just hit that. Just hit that rabbit next time. That would be another senseless death. But yeah, hit the rabbit if it means you're not going to spill toxic waste Ooh. in the lake. Right, right, right. Um. Also. Uh. Consumerism. and family is most important oh wow okay that is a perfect note to end on 
I don't know what episode's next week. It might be Big Jam- Big Man Japan, depending on how me and Eric put things together. It might be a Monster Calls. Either way. It's coming. It's coming. And you're going to like it. Yeah. Or if you don't, we won't know and we'll just pretend like you like it. So, <laughs> uh, CC. so just so you know, you have to come up with a phrase right here. It says, until next time, don't. Oh. When I get there. How about, how about no, I read I, no. it? <laughs> you want to read this? So I would I rather, have to come up with yeah, it? I would rather read All that. All right, you go for it. Okay. As always, thanks for listening to Monsters vs. Men. Leave us feedback on... <laughs> it's a blank line. On Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. And we'll read them on the show. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at mvm underscore pod. Become a bargain base mite at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time or review... What? What? And if you can't join at this time, leave a review or share. Sharing also helps. There you go. You're doing great. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Bessier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives. Um, Rock band for PlayStation 3, which formed Cell Block B. Louis Loops, Senor. Louis Loops. Oh, Louis Loops. I mean, it's spelled (laughs) It's spelled, yeah. It's fine. Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't get delivered to the queen and and try try to stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. I was too busy making sure you pronounced everybody's that name. That was... You did a great job. That was... You're so right. talented. Eric does that from memory, I think. Eric's like a different person. <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> we'll just leave me. it there. We'll just leave it there. Eric's a different person. <laughs>